I Do Podcast, Episode 46. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? Email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. Hey everybody, we're excited to introduce our guest today, Kaylee Conforti. Hi Kaylee. Hi. How are you doing today? Pretty good, excited to talk. Awesome, well we're super excited to have you on our show today. Thanks. Kaylee Conforti is a digital editor at Budget Travel. She is originally from Queens, New York, and grew up in Hawaii and Florida before moving back to the Big Apple in 2011 to pursue an editorial internship with Budget Travel. Soon after, the internship became a full-time job, and she has been writing, editing, and traveling the world as much as possible ever since. Her writing has appeared on BudgetTravel.com, as well as the websites for CNN Travel, Fox News Travel, NBC News, Yahoo Travel, and Huffington Post. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people find amazing places to travel. Um, yeah, basically I come from a long line of travel lovers, um, just both parents really, and their big dream was to live in Hawaii and start a family, so that's pretty much what happened. Um, I grew up in New York for the first couple of years, and then we actually lived in Hawaii for seven years, and then... Just it was such an amazing place to grow up and go to the beach every day and just learn about all the different cultures and it was just like the most amazing place I've ever been. Um, and then I we ended up moving to Florida and now I'm back in New York and it's way more fun as an adult um, to explore the city. And I just always have been good at like writing things down and you know oh don't miss this you should really check this out if you're going here and uh, especially if it's free or almost free. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends and family are always asking me for tips, so it's just like great that it's become a job now. And it's actually my dream job because I've been reading budget travel since I was a kid. So awesome, it's been great. Well, we love to travel. We love Hawaii. We've been a, a couple times, been fortunate enough, and my brother is actually moving there. So definitely a special wow. place. Well. Today, our topic is really exciting for us because we love traveling, and it's a little bit of a departure from what we usually do on the podcast, where we are a relationship podcast, but what better way to spice up your relationship than a romantic getaway, and a budget-friendly one at that. So today, we're going to be talking to you about all the great recommendations you have for romantic, budget-friendly getaways. Great. Do you want to go ahead and just start off with the first place that you recommend for budget-friendly romantic getaways and, and why you recommend it? Sure. Um, we actually have a ton of stories between last year and this year um, really geared towards this topic. So um, first, I'm going to be talking about how you can save by staying at an all-inclusive resort at the Riviera Maya in Mexico. 
basically beautiful along the Caribbean, and when you stay at an all-inclusive, you don't have to worry about anything. You pretty much just have to show up at that point. Um, all the food is taken care of, usually drinks, or there's a package that involves activities. Like, you pretty much have endless options when you stay at an all-inclusive. And we spotted a few that you can stay right on the beach in the Riviera Maya for under 225 per person per night. One of our favorites is the Crystal Cancun. You're pretty much staying in Cancun, right in the middle of all the action, right on beautiful white sand beaches, and you're spending, this one was about 224 per person per night, um, for example, say in August. And you can also, at this place in particular, you can stay, if you want just the room, not the all-inclusive option, you can stay for 132 a night and still have the same beachfront spot. But it's definitely worth a splurge if you're looking for a late summer getaway this time of year. We also have written about a lot of the Hotel Ryu resorts. Um, they have them up and down the coast, pretty much Cancun and along Playa del Carmen, and they range from 115 to 150 per person per night. We also keep an eye out for sales that are going on a lot of times during the year. In the summer, um, it'll be kind of a sort of a low season for that area, so they'll have better deals and it won't be as crowded. And also, you can save more on next year's vacation if you're really good at planning ahead by booking now. Um, one example is the Vero Star Resorts, also up and down the coast in this part of Mexico. Um, you can stay pretty much on the beach for $77 per person per night at the Vero Star Cozumel. Wow. And there's also a property in Cancun for 129 Wow. <laughs> Those sounds like great deals, all-inclusive. So I, I've been to one in uh, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, and I compare it to like a cruise ship, but on land. <laughs> you you just show up. Yeah. You know what, I mean, it's what it feels like, and 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 uh, you don't have to worry about any meals or anything. A lot of times they have activities planned, so definitely a nice option for for couples. If you go as a family, it's or even maybe like a family reunion or something. It's probably easy because it's. It's uh, cheaper, like you're saying, and you don't have to worry about everything. Kind of like a cruise ship. All the food's ready, activities are there, and it really makes it easy for you and your family, too. Um, definitely, and a lot of them also have specials where kids will stay in heat free with paying adults, so that's also a great way to do a family trip. Oh, perfect. Oh, wow. Well, the next city that you recommend is probably one of our favorites. I've been lucky enough to go a couple times. And they call it the City of Lights and City of Love, but uh, Paris, France. Yes, definitely my favorite city on Earth. Just really? <laughs> totally enamored by Paris. Everything yes. about it. Just, it's amazing. I finally got to go last year for the first time, and I have been wanting to go to Paris since I saw Gene Kelly tap dancing around in it, and <laughs> an American in Paris when I was five, so I just... It was a dream. That's <laughs> awesome. true. We actually go. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking right now, well, Paris, it's expensive, but you say that it's affordable. You can do it. Um, yeah. One of the things we do best is telling people that you can actually afford to go to these amazing places, even though they do come off as being really pricey, but there are always ways to get around that. Um, one of the best, one of my favorite is staying with... Um, there's a company called Airbnb.com, mm -hmm. and basically you can pay 
and stay in an actual neighborhood. Like you're not holed up in a hotel zone or anything. You can stay with the lo- like among the locals in a whole variety of neighborhoods, and usually for about half the price you pay in a hotel. And basically, you're staying in someone's home, so you have access to a kitchen and like a real bedroom and just like bookshelves if they have them. Oh, some of them have terraces, like just home away from home kind of amenities for half the price of a hotel usually. Um, you can also save a lot by just doing your homework. Like a lot of the ho- a lot of the museums in Paris have free days, certain times of the year or even certain days of the month. The first Sunday of every month, for instance, you can get free entrance to the Modern Art Museum, the Pompidou Center, the Musée d'Orsay. Um, that's one of Budget Travel's most beautiful museums in the world. Mm. Um, you can also, from October 1st to March 31st, you can get into the Louvre for free on the first Sunday of the month. So that's like a major money yeah. saver right there and definitely worth going for. Yeah, there's so much to do in the city and so fun. And it's funny you mentioned Airbnb because I was just getting ready to. When we went uh, the second time, we actually got a great little apartment just right downtown by the uh, Notre Dame and and super close to everything. And I don't think it was much more than $100 a night. Yeah, and it's great. You can go to like the local markets and just really get to know the neighborhoods and the people that live there just on the ground. It's just a whole different experience for me anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think a big part of the Airbnb is that you can find a place with a kitchen so you can cook, which makes it a lot more less expensive when you're traveling. Even though we love the French cafes and the food, you gotta you gotta I mean that's part of the experience, but yeah, you could save a little money cooking at home. Um yeah, you can also go like we figured it out during the last trip. Um, you can, instead of splurging on a big crazy dinner, you can go to the same really fancy restaurant and they'll probably have a lunch special. Mm. Um, so that's another way to get around like the high dinner prices. Um, you can also get a nice bottle of wine, a fresh baguette, some cheese, a little ham, um, just at the market or a local shop and go have a picnic in the park and people watch and look at the Eiffel Tower. There's so many mm-hmm. beautiful places in Paris to just go for a walk. Um, Notre Dame Cathedral is free to enter, but you pay like a little bit to go up to the top. Um, yeah, all sorts of little shortcuts and free festivals all summer. Uh, little shows that go on during the year. Just yeah, awesome. it's a great place. What would you say your favorite part of Paris was? Um, just going for walks. Like I pretty much took my camera for a spin and just. I started by Notre Dame Cathedral and ended up at the Eiffel Tower. I just kind of like followed the Seine River and it's just so beautiful because they have little vendors and shops along the way and um, so many crepes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So you get tired, you take a break, have a crepe, sit down in the park and then like Soulery Gardens is beautiful and then um, the Eiffel Tower is just something you kind of have to do. But it's easier to book your ticket ahead on online ahead of time. So you don't have to wait in the line. And um, if you do want to get a great view of Paris with the Eiffel Tower in it, um, we would suggest going to the top of the Arc de Triomphe, mm. which costs a little bit less. And then you have that beautiful Eiffel Tower view in your photo. Mm. We did not go to the top of the tower. We'll have to do that next time. But 
definitely love the recommendation of Paris and, and yeah, it can be affordable with, with the Airbnb and the, we didn't mention this, but it, the transportation, I mean, there's no need for a car. Yeah. The subway's great. Uh, you can walk up pretty much everywhere. So awesome. Yeah. And don't be afraid of the Paris Metro. It's really not nearly as scary as it looks. It looks very intimidating all in French, but, um, you pretty much just look to the last, dot on the map and that's the direction you're going into it's like <laughs> saves a lot of money versus paying for taxis everywhere oh yeah definitely great well your next recommendation is i think one of the most beautiful places on earth and you actually were lucky to grow up there which is so cool and that's hawaii um yeah we lived there back in pretty much the 90s to the early 2000s and it was just so beautiful, and, like, everyone would always come visit, and we'd just take them to things that people didn't even know were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's always been fun, like, uh, writing about, like, the secret spots that normally don't get much press. Another way to see parts of the islands, and each island has their own its own personality, really. So um, you can take, they have a lot of good cruise deals through Norwegian Cruise Line that hit all the islands. Um, or you can just do them individually. It's really up to you. Um, but Oahu is the most fam- like the most visited island, um, and its popular sites are Honolulu, Waikiki, Pearl Harbor. Um, the big island is pretty much known for the Volcanoes National Park, and having an active volcano, you can go visit. And actually, um, there's a spot just outside you can go walk on the dried lava field from the last eruption in 1990, so that's pretty cool. And then Maui, um, if you go during May and June, it's prime time for whale watching. So that's something you just don't want to miss. It's not very expensive to get on the boat tour and just go out. And they come right up to the boat with their baby whales. It's adorable. Like, Mm -hmm. humpback whale heaven. Mm -hmm. And then Kauai is pretty much a great spot for nature lovers. You can do hikes and um, bike. There are plenty of bike trails. And it's um, scenery is amazing. The Hawaiian islands are are really just breathtaking, and you're exactly right. Like every island is so different. Wh- which island did you uh, live on? Uh, we lived on Oahu because my father had a job in Honolulu, uh-huh. and we lived in Kailua on the east coast. Yeah, we we definitely recommend. There's so many great places, but Hawaii is is really really beautiful. And is there a time of year that's better than others for um, budget friendly travel there? Um, definitely kind of May and June for the whale watching is like, um, kind of a sweet spot on Maui. And then, um, you'll find better deals during the spring and the fall, which are kind of like the shoulder seasons versus around Christmas time gets really expensive. And then the height of summer vacation is also kind of pricey and crowded. And, um, but that's another great spot to try out Airbnb. You can stay anywhere on any of the islands and get like a real insider view of everything. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is there anywhere in particular, you know, Airbnb is great. Is there any hotels that you would recommend that are good budget-friendly hotels during that time of year? Um, We recommend checking basically hotel sites like Trivago Mm -hmm. for the best deals. Um, We just did a search this morning and there are hotels on a big island already from $90 a night. Um, Kauai for seventy nine a night, Maui from eighty nine a night, and Oahu from one nineteen a night. And we've always kind of found the best deals through them. What was that website again? 
Oh, it's called Trivago. Cool. Well, the next romantic getaway destination, sticking with the island and the tropical theme, is the South Pacific. Yes, um, probably what looks like the most expensive place in the world to visit <laughs> is actually quite affordable. Um, we did a story last year. Yes, you can afford the South Pacific. And uh, a lot of people were surprised to hear that because it seems so far away and remote and it's just something that seems really expensive. But you can get away with really good package deals. Um, we tend to go towards, um, for our real deal section, we work with a lot of companies that have great package deals that include airfare and a couple of nights at a hotel. So um, we work with com. It stands for Down Under Adventures. Um, as well as Pleasant pleasant Holidays and Travel Scene. And just, for example, they have sales going on right now. PUA Travel, airfare from L.A., five nights in Rarotonga in the Cook Islands for sixteen thirty nine a person, including breakfast. And that's just wow. almost what you pay for airfare alone, but you get a whole vacation out of it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And they have similar deals for Fiji, airfare, seven nights. For seventeen eighty nine, um, yeah, lots of great deals for Tahiti too. It's been like a really great time of year to start booking now for travel in the fall. Again, the fall and the spring are usually your best bets for um, discounts. Yeah, and, and uh, Bora Bora is like the classic honeymoon getaway where you see the bungalows on the water. It seems like. Every travel article, romantic getaway, you have that shot of the crystal clear water. And do you have any recommendations specifically for uh, finding a nice hut over the water and somewhere in the South Pacific? Um, there is a package that is it does go to Bora Bora and Tahiti, and it includes airfare from L.A. Um, you'll spend one night at the Intercontinental Tahiti, and then it's four nights in Bora Bora. And it includes all your transportation between the islands um, from twenty two fifty nine a person. Wow. Um, the the overwater bungalows get a little tricky though because those are always like kind of a deluxe type mm. of thing. Yeah, you, you can splurge a little maybe, but but certainly just over uh, twenty two hundred is not bad to go to such a beautiful place. Yeah, including including airfare too. It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. When you think about it, you feel you're going to spend at least that much on airfare. So to be able to get breakfast and accommodations included, I mean, that's that's a huge deal saver. Yeah. So while they're in Tahiti or Bora Bora, are there any cool activities that you would recommend? I know laying on the beach and getting an awesome tan is probably <laughs> <laughs> the top one. But is there anything, any other activities that you would recommend while you're in the South Pacific? Um, if you're visiting Fiji, there's a great little resort called Crusoe's, um, Crusoe's Retreat, and you can stay for from 125 a night. And there's also a package with airfare and seven nights for about 1700. Um, but that is pretty much the resort is known for all the activities that are included that are kind of like helping you to get to know the area and meet the locals. So they have um, included in the hotel price. You can go snorkeling, sea kayaking. You have access to tennis courts, beach volleyball, scuba lessons, um, tours of the nearby villages. And then they have Fijian cooking classes, language classes, basket weaving, and you can even catch Polynesian dance performances while you're there. Mm. 
Awesome. Those those uh, seem to be very fun and exciting. And um, are they usually interactive where they pull you on stage too and you start doing some dancing with them? <laughs> um, I've been to something like that. I went to a little in Hawaii where they did. <laughs> so um, hopefully it's the same. That was really fun. Like, Awesome. <laughs> Cool. Great. Well, that will lead us to our next location that you recommend, which is a little bit closer. Well, I guess Mexico's close too, but um, flights I know are, are really cheap, especially from Florida. And that uh, location is Puerto Rico. So why is Puerto Rico on your list of recommended romantic getaways? Um, well, just like you said, it's really easy to get to and you can usually find a lot of good air sales be able to get down there. And the best part is if you're a U.S. citizen, you don't even need a passport. You can just go. Oh, yeah. That's major and, ease. Yeah. Home to El Junque National Rainforest. It's one of the... Actually, it is the only national rainforest in the national park system. And you can take a tour for $64 a person with transportation from San Juan. And they pick you up at your hotel. Um, while you're there, you can take hikes to waterfalls and go swimming in the waterfall. Um... Yeah, it's just a really great place to get to know the wildlife and see nature. And uh, it's very romantic swimming in that waterfall. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. With all your clothes on. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a big family place, so you want okay. to do that. <laughs> well, the one thing I love about Puerto Rico, too, is that the beaches are just absolutely beautiful and the water is warm. So it's, I mean, it's just, it's a great place just to hang out on the beach have a couple of Mai Tais and relax. And if you're into surfing, there's waves there too, which is which is also a, a great benefit. Yeah, it was great. We stayed at the San Juan Marriott Resort and Solaris Casino Hotel. It was in the Condado Beach area. And like you said, just stood there watching the surfers all day. It was great. <laughs> so relaxing. And then you have Old San Juan, the old Spanish colonial city right there. And uh, you also mentioned, and this is something we had the chance to do, that I thought was one of the cooler things I've ever done was the bioluminescent um, bay. Did you do it when you were down there? Yeah, that was amazing. It yeah. was a little, um, you are kayaking through almost total darkness, but it's really, really cool to see the water start lighting up while you're paddling and yeah, we were in a straight line. It's not that hard, <laughs> so it wasn't that scary or anything. But um, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Get Pretty down, awesome. get down to Puerto Rico. Check out Old San Juan. But definitely, if you go down there, try to get on the bioluminescent bay. They do kayak tours. It's it's not even like an hour. There's a few bays, but the one we went to was about an hour from San Juan. Yeah. Yeah, it was really easy to get to, and then um, we did Island Kayaking Adventures, the Glowing Bay Adventure Tour, and it was only $45, and it was basically a two-hour trip you'll probably never forget. Oh, it's so worth it. Amazing. Well, your next suggestion is another one that's close to home for me. I grew up outside of Atlanta, and it's Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, if you're looking just for something different, it's got plenty of old-style charm from the South and really easy to get to, especially now from New York City and Boston. Um, JetBlue just started flying direct earlier this year, so that's really helped a lot of us East Coasters get down there. Um, But, yeah, there's something for everyone. You have amazing Southern food, um, foodies you're going to love, Mrs. Wilkes' dining room. 
you pretty much pay $18 a person and you sit around a huge table full of just everything. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> uh, fried chicken, cornbread, <laughs> sweet potato souffle, black eyed peas, it's just everything you can think of is on that table. Mm, makes me hungry. <laughs> yeah. But they're only open for lunch and you pretty much have to get there and line up because um, there's no reservations taken and it's cash only, but it's definitely like a Savannah experience. You will pretty much not need to eat for the rest of your trip after that. Yeah. <laughs> Movie set. Yeah, Savannah's just like that classic picture of like old houses with the big pillars in front and the oak trees lining the street with the moss coming down. It's really just a, a beautiful place. Yeah, like we spent pretty much um, almost all the day just walking around the squares and it's just so beautiful and taking pictures. And then we ended up in Forsyth Park. It's kind of like this little, well, big green oasis in the middle of the town. And it's great for a picnic or just like sitting down and letting the day go by. It's just a beautiful place. Mm. You mentioned that there is, uh, there, there's uh, quite a few riverfront hotels. Are there any that you recommend that are budget-friendly? Um, yes. I've actually been there twice, and we always stay at the, it's called the Best Western Plus Savannah Historic District. And it's right on River Street, and pretty much you can walk to everything that you would go to on River Street, all these nightlife, bars, clubs, a little shopping. There's a great candy store that sells pralines there. Um, but rooms start from $99 a night, and you have a nice view of the river right there. Sounds lovely. Well, speaking of being on the water, our, our last place is definitely surrounded by water everywhere, and that's Venice, Italy. Can you tell us how we can get there on a budget? Yeah. Um, we started. We went to Venice on a family vacation, actually. That's how we first went there. And we always scour the internet for airline deals. And for some reason, we always end up going on Aer Lingus. They're just one of the cheapest um, but great airlines. Uh, we write about them a lot. They're an Irish airline, but they go all over Europe and more places around the world now. They always have great fall sales, summer sales, spring sales. Just we always check that website first. But we stay, we saved a lot of money by staying at a bed and breakfast. Um, there are really fancy hotels you can splurge and stay at, but for a bed and breakfast right next door, you're getting the same location and just you're around the same big spots as everybody else for less. So we stayed at Hotel Geneva. It's located right off the Rialto stop. And you're pretty much in walking distance of Piazza San Marco. So it's a great place for exploring the city. And the prices are really reasonable at 67 to 174 a night, depending on what time of the year you're going. You can actually save a lot of money by buying, uh, investing in a tourist water transit pass and taking the Vaporettos all around town. Ah. Um, instead of spending $9 a ride, you can buy a pass for either 24 hours or 36 hours or 12 hours. And you can just take joy rides up and down the Grand Canal. It's great. Mm, that sounds awesome. And I think, like you were saying with the the hotels, is that regardless, you're going to be somewhat in a close proximity to where you want to be. Maybe some places are going to be a lot more nicer than the others. But if you're going to be walking around all day sightseeing and you're only going to spend the time in your hotel when you're sleeping, might as well use that extra money to splurge on some nice food or wine and, and save on the hotel. That's how we usually do it, at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And there's actually a, a new way to do that, too. There's a great, um, we just found out about this. It's called Generator Hostel in Venice. And it's basically designed to be more like a boutique hotel, but in, uh, it does have bunk beds in some of the rooms. Like, there is that option if you want to spend even less. But they do have great private double rooms available for just $30 a person per night. So Wow. You're That's saying super in reasonable. Venice for $30 per person per night. And it's actually located on the little piece of the island that's directly across from San Marco. Mm -hmm. So you're not in the middle of all the crowds. You're kind of in a little secluded spot. And it's only one stop on the Vaporetto if you do want to go into the crowd. Awesome. Venice is another amazing city. So if you're all the way over in Europe, maybe you can stop in Paris for an ultimate romantic getaway on the way home. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds good to me. Awesome. (laughs) Well, we have really, we've enjoyed this interview so much. It's a little bit different, like Chase was saying, than we normally do, but it's awesome to have these recommendations for our listeners. And I know, I'm sure there's a lot out there that are either engaged or planning their honeymoon, and maybe this is a couple destinations they can put on their list to possibly go or just to, just as a romantic getaway. So we've really appreciated and enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Great, and thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. And um, you can find out more. We have our website is budgettravel.com, and we have a special section on the website called Real Deals, where you can find packages and hotel deals all year round for everywhere. And we're constantly updating it. And you can find us on Facebook, Budget Travel, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. We're just at Budget Travel, and then we're also Budget Travel on Pinterest. Well, our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. Again, thank you so much for all the generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love?